Wheel, Kipper, and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And it's Off the Rails Friday, Summer Edition. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandale, Jen Rolnick, and our trusted producer, Sammy McKee. Any press conferences lately? No. Um, Will they have a press conference when uh, Brad Treliven books his flight to Arizona? Uh, probably. They'll have it set up outside the, was it the Whistle Rock Golf Course? Is that what it's called there? John Rom Course? Like a big one. Anyways. What, just, he, what does what? that look like when he gets there? Like, I was thinking about this. Like, they go to dinner, I guess. Like, you just hang out all day. Like, you, you go to dinner, and then he just goes, what, 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 do, you, what did, do you want? Did you watch uh, <laughs> on, on Prime uh, Air? It's the story of no, but Ma- I want Michael, to, yeah. uh, Michael Jordan and Nike. Yeah. So it's from Nike. Phil a shoe dog, right? Nike absolutely sucks. They're like not even on the map compared to Converse yeah. and Adidas. And then there's that uh, Matt Damon character who has the biggest set of you know what to go right to the house of Michael Jordan. Yeah. Where his mom and dad are. Yeah. And that was like offside back then. You don't do that. Right. And you don't do it with an agent like uh, David Falk. Is that, was that uh, the big agent? Yeah. I you did. don't do that. <laughs> okay. And he did it anyways. Yeah. That's Brad Tree Living. That, Just that, showing up. That, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. That Matt Damon's really hey. brave. Um, quickly. It's a great story, by the way. You have to watch it. Yes. It is phenomenal. I know we don't cover a ton of junior hockey on this show. Oh, boy. But. And it's, you know, the competitor took over the rights for the CHL and the Memorial Cup. But last night uh, was a vintage uh, Memorial Cup game between the Peets and the Kamloops Blazers. 4-1 comeback for the Peterborough Peets. I know we got a lot of people that will be listening in the Peterborough area that will be really fired up about that game. Massive hit by Chase Stillman, followed by an incredible fight. He's firing up the crowd to come back from 4-1 down. And my beloved OHL still alive in the Memorial Cup. So... Really proud of the Pete's go, Pete's go. So, you had saw, to get that in. You saw the hit. Oh my god! And what'd you think? Loved it. Suspension? And no, because they they were gonna they reviewed it. They did the kind of the thing where they reviewed the major. They made it a major so they could review it. They reviewed it, clean hit. He didn't get a penalty. The Pete's end up on the power play. So, who, sorry, one more for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stillman. Stillman. Yeah, first round pick of the New Jersey Devils. Ooh. He punched that fella. Right in this region. Hard. Two times yeah. with his fist, I noticed. It was quite a fight. It and, was. Uh, junior hockey, they've really ironed out the fighting. Doesn't happen a whole lot. No four-hour games like when I was a kid. But, yeah, now nah, that was a that was a big boy fight. New Jersey fans must have gotten a lot more excited about their pick I would after say, that. I would say. I am surprised to hear you uh, root for the Peets or the OHL, whatever. Like, I'm a Kelowna boy, yeah. uh, you know, raised there. And Kamloops would have been a team that the Rockets would have loathed. Yeah, I root, um, I root yeah. for the OHL always in the Memorial Cup unless it's the London Knights. Are you the same way with the Leafs when they get knocked down the Canadian team? I was going to say, it's a little bit team? like rooting for like, the Canadian team. Oh, it's a league. It's a league. I take pride in Ontario and OHL being the best junior hockey league in the world. If Montreal hey, went I- on to play the winner of the KHL, would you root for Montreal? That's a great question. Yeah, like I want to know your your is no. it, is it consistent no. yes, with the NHL? Would. No, I would not. I would. Well, maybe <laughs> that'd be a tough one. Why? Why is it a question mark? But you don't have the same philosophy for the O. Uh, well, the O is 
I've watched OHL hockey. I'm from Ontario. I take pride in this league. The best players you come out of the, the Ontario. You follow the NHL and you take pride in blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's not all Ontario. Oh, come on. Magnitoscork is going up yeah. against some people you know. You're rooting for the people you know. Yeah, you're probably right. They're the bad guys at that point. All right, right. we got a double dose of Off the Rails Friday. Colby Armstrong is going to join us momentarily, former NHLer, uh, co-host of Chicklets Game Notes, and he's in Pittsburgh Works uh, covering games for the Penguins. Want to get his thoughts on Kyle Dubas coming in. Yeah. I missed yesterday that he said he was going to hire a progressive GM. Yes. Which fits in the framework of uh, the Fenway group. Yeah. But also kind of limits his broad range of potential general managers sure does you know like i it's right up there with uh has to speak french well and and is like is brandon pridham progressive like he's a generic white guy who's been in nhl front offices for 20 years who's who's progressive then all right let's welcome in numbers colby armstrong former nhler and included the pittsburgh penguins where they just named kyle dubas president of hockey ops Colbs, what's going on, big guy? What's up, boys? So I've, I've started this new thing. I'm playing tennis here the last few weeks. Not a big uh, country club guy, like, <laughs> but I'm trying to get exercise in. So I've got a little crew of guys together. I'm starting to I'm starting to get okay at tennis, but it gets really? me running around, gets me moving. And you know how hot it is out right now. It's hot here as well. So I was cooking out there. I just finished up a little while ago. So. Yeah, things are, are going okay, boys. Are, are you are closer okay. to that um, age where it's pickleball and not <laughs> That's tennis? A lot of stops and starts in tennis, Colby. <laughs> boys, I got to tell you this. There's like I go out of this park here. It's called North Park. It's it's you know there's 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 um, courts all over the place. So in the morning when I go, there's there's like a massive pickleball club. I try to weasel in on one of the courts one day, and, and I'm telling you. It's like it's like its own world of hierarchy and like what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. These pickleball people are crazy. They're they crazy. Are. So I stick to tennis. It gets me moving a lot more. I suck, so I got to run all over the place, which has been good. All right, all right. So uh, is is his line clean here, Sammy, or we should we try to get him again? What do you think? Am I he's, he's hanging on. Okay, well, he's hanging on. All right, We're all right, Colts. Let's get right into it, man. Uh, Kyle Dubis, what do you think? Well, I just think, did anyone see that coming? I guess my thoughts are both people got what they wanted, really, right? Like, I think Dubis wanted more control and autonomy of decisions and what's going to happen. And I think it's been rumored a long time. Like, I think, you know, Jeff Merrick and Elliot had it a long time that there was a connection between Fenway and Dubis, so... I think both people, you know, both people got what they wanted in regards to, you know, what they're going to do here. I do think on the presidency side for him, um, I think more forward thinking. So uh, personally living here too, I think, I think the Penguins are like a hidden gem, marquee, um, you know, legit team to come to, I think for players. I think they love their sports here. It's not a big center, but like you get treated really well. But I also think like it could go a little further in regards to how they're 
how their hockey department is built out. I think I think Kyle has a real like forward thinking, progressive mind with how that's going to operate from analytics. And I, I know they have it here, but I know it probably could be bigger and better with Fenway. So I think his mind coming in and how he wants to do that could really benefit the hockey department here for the Penguins. But um, you know, with, with regards to you know both parties getting what they wanted, I think. I think it's it's a, a, a good decision. I didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to be like just a GM position. I wasn't sure they were going to go back to like having a president of hockey operations again. They never really had that here until Berkey kind of came in and took that role. So I thought they would just go back to having a GM and kind of run it as is, and, and instead it's gone the other way. So we'll see what happens. We'll see who Kyle hires. I thought his, I thought his press conference was really good yesterday as well. Um, so... Yeah, I think this summer is obviously a big summer, and he's got to hit the ground running because there's tons of decisions to be made here. Do you think there's anything, I don't want to say fishy, but like uh, anything relevant to the idea that he said he's going to not hire a GM until July? Like he is going to be the guy through the draft and the start of free agency. That seems to be purposeful in some way, like he's waiting for something. What, what are your thoughts about what's going to happen with that GM position? Yeah, well, I think he yeah, he strapped himself with the uh, uh, interim tag yesterday at the press conference. And I know they've been interviewing, right? Like, we've seen candidates come in and candidates come out of the running for it. And um, I guess he he wants to be the guy to hire his guy. So, uh, I, I obviously, he's been a GM for a number of years. He can handle this and come in and, and take control. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see who the guy's going to be that, that he decides to pick. So, he, he gets control. He's... He, he's he's you know taken over the hockey department and he wants to have the final say. So he he'll I guess the interview process and and, and bring in the people that he wants and 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 he's, he's looking for someone that can you know his weaknesses are. So I'll be curious to see who that person would be uh, with regard to the GM. Okay, Colbs, we're going to give you a ring right back here uh, as Sammy finds you uh, a better tin can with a, a thicker piece of string uh, between uh, between us. It's been a while. Yeah, listen, you've been on a heck of a roll. Congratulations. It's been, it's been a while. But Colby, didn't he drop like six times last what? time we had him? Was, was he the record, hold, record holder? No, what? uh Kevin Kurz. What was. would off the rails Friday be without a uh, dropped Sammy call? I mean, that's <laughs> good. It's such a hard gig that he's on the hook for the randomness of yes. these cell phones in the U.S. But it's you know part of the role. It is part of the role. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. A GM right now for me, a Kyle Dubis GM right now for me could be. Anyone from anywhere. That's helpful. Which means <laughs> they could pluck them. Like Fenway Group has what? Uh, they got Liverpool. They're going to hire someone like Ralph Kruger gonna, out of the they, they could, Southampton. They, 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 could, they could get a, a number of bean counters from any sport to kind of pluck in whatever data as a general manager for him. All right, Colbs, you ready? I'm back. Sorry, boys. No yeah, problem. Sorry about that. We're just discussing a potential general managers and whether or not it will be a, an analytic guy for maybe even the Fenway group that might be with the Boston Red Sox or from another sport. Do you anticipate a guy that, but when it's all said and done, would feel like maybe 
a Jimmy Rutherford, Patrick Alvin situation where if it looks like a general manager, yeah. it, uh, it, it lends yeah. towards Jimmy Rutherford and not Patrick. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of feel that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think who, who's the names that were kind of left, you know, hanging right now was from what we heard was was Darsh. I think Botterill, and what's a fella that was in, in Arizona as well, the younger guy there. Cheka. So those were kind of the names. Cheka, che, yeah, Cheka. So those were kind of the names that were kind of left at the end that we that we had. So I'll be interested to see who who. You know who can come in there, and, and, and you know what their what their internal role will will actually be. I could see it being that with Kyle at the helm and as as president and, and running the show, and you know what he's looking for and what he wants to have here. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. And, and while this dragged on, right? Because I think they gave him the weekend to make his decision, and then it was you know obviously a long weekend down here, uh, and then it was Wednesday, and then it was like what's what's going on here? So. I was I was like leaning. I was like, "What's is he getting? Maybe he's just getting a job with Fenway. Maybe he's maybe Kyle's getting a, like a like he's going to be in the on the baseball side and kind of overseeing like a you know maybe a few sports. I I don't know. I don't know what they were looking for, but you know to finally get somebody in here and, and hit the ground running, I think is obviously important for the Penguins. And and then Fenway, look, they came in. Um, Hextall and Burke were already here in place, so. They, they they got the guy that they kind of wanted. It just kind of worked out timing wise that it, that it, that 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 happened. But the last week or so, with the decisions that had to be made and kind of the loose timetable, had you know sports media here in Pittsburgh kind of going a little crazy. But um, yeah, like I said, like he's coming into a place so like guys that you'll agree is is going to be so much more comfortable, right? Like the, the attention, um, you know, just in general that the Leafs and the scrutiny that the Leafs get under and you know, rightfully so, right? You win one one playoff round in five years and your tenure there of building this team. And I think this is probably his best year at, you know, acquiring, you know, those kind of assets at the deadline and, and who to bring in and who can be difference makers in your lineup uh, for Kyle. So, um, yeah, for him to, to kind of get out of that market and get into this market where it's, you know, high end, but just, you know, smaller city, uh, smaller feel, I think will be comfortable for, for a guy from, Sault Ste. Marie, right? Oh, is he from Sault Ste. Marie? That never came up while he was here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Really? The situation here for him as a GM, Colby, was like, hey, you have some great core players. Can you fill around them to win? Um, And that's kind of exactly what it looks like in Pittsburgh. What are his challenges in taking over the Penguins? Well, I think they've got lots of, you know, they've got lots of guys up right now. And, and you know, he, he touched on Jari yesterday, obviously being pretty, you know, big free agent. That's, you know, he's going to have to make a decision on and, um, you know, look at him and, and see see where he stands contract-wise and how he's going to get that done or, or if he wants to. And, you know, doing a full evaluation, there's, there's um, you know, he, he said that he likes the top six. And obviously it's going to be one of those things where he's going to have to, you know, do much like he did in, in Toronto in, in trying to, you know, build the depth of the team out and properly. So, so Mike Sullivan said today that, you know, he wants to, he wants to get some faster players and play that faster up-tempo game. So I think, um, you know, working with Sully and, and trying to find him players to, you know, play the way that he wants that team to play because, you know, the last few years um, after their back-to-back cup wins, you know, he, he he's played a, a style of game that was just, you know, straight up like North-South style hockey. You have to have legs to do that. I mean, you have to have legs in the NHL now anyway, but, 
uh, just in general, like the, the type of personnel that he has to have in his lineup to want to play that way. And that's, you know, with aging core, um, you know, those are things that I think, you know, Kyle's going to have to look at and which players he wants to sign and have back. You've got Dumoulin's up, you've got Zucker's up, uh, Jari's up, just some of those bigger name guys that are there. Uh, Carter has one more year. You've got Granlin another couple of years on that trade that they made that who knows what they're going to do with those guys and, and that money and or if you can trade those guys away to free that up. But they've, they've got some some money to spend right now. It's just how they're going to do it, who they're going to decide to bring back and, um, you know, what decisions they're going to make uh, with some of the personnel decisions, um, you know, through the depths of this lineup. We're talking to former NHLer Colby Armstrong, covers the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're talking Kyle Dubas, president of hockey operations. Uh, the one thing I did get out of uh, Kyle yesterday uh, was that, and I don't know, you tell me, was does he was it more about saying some of the things that he thinks that many people want to hear because I got a real sense that he thinks he can rebuild underneath and while still going for it. And we know where the situation is with Malkin and Crosby and Latang, and he talked about that and not betting against them. But, you know, building within, underneath, and trying to win now, last time I checked, didn't go hand in hand. It's either one yeah. or the other. So you tell me which which way you well, think this is going to go, Colby. He's going to have his work cut out for him big time. Kipper, he's going to have his work cut out for him because the Penguins um, have, you know, a few draft picks in the first round over the last, you know, handful of seasons. There isn't many guys coming up from, you know, the American League. Uh, what what he can sign and maybe what he can do there maybe just as in, probably just as important of what he can do with the with the Penguins as well and in, in trying to find guys and um, like the cupboards are fairly bare here. So he's going to have to really roll up his sleeves and, and, and it's got to be big on the, I think on the trade market and it's got to be big at the deadline or at free agency and at the draft and, and what he can swing and what he can do to free things up to find guys because um, it's just, it's just, you know, the way the organization is right now, like these guys have run through 16 years straight in the playoffs, Stanley cups and, um, you know, they're, they, they've been an all in go for it type of team over the years. And, you know, Jimmy Rutherford was, you know, he was, he was slinging them. He was slinging guys all over the place. Um, wasn't afraid to, you know, get rid of his first round pick whenever it counted on him. You know, I think when, when, when the decision was made last year to, you know, whether Malkin and Latang was coming back, I think, I think that's kind of the mandate that you have to come in and find a way to make this work with these guys. And, you know, you know, Kyle talked about, about talking to, Sid and, and finding out his feel on, on where he's at with this team and what they could do and, you know, his compete level. And I think that's kind of the idea is that, listen, when we got these guys that are still playing pretty decent hockey, although aging, of course, that, that they have to try to find a way to do it. Now that's going to be, that's going to be a big challenge. I think for Kyle is, is, you know, kind of restructuring, this team and finding ways to spend the money that makes sense to build a roster that could compete because, you know, he made a good point. He, he talked about the division, look at the division. Well, well, let's look at the division and how good some of these teams are, how much better some of these teams have gotten. New Jersey's there, you know, Carolina's there. Look at Florida. You, you look at some of these, all these, all these teams um, and, and what they're going to have to, you know, do to, to overcome some of these, you know, uh, teams that are on the rise while well, they're kind of stalled out. So it, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, all hands on deck, I think, and him and getting creative and how he's going to, how he's going to do that to battle through. 
Colby, uh, I know you know the Penguins in and out, but they put you on TNT. You know the whole league. You've been up here in Toronto. You've seen this team. So I want to get your thoughts on this Austin Matthews situation. Kip wrote about it yesterday. Yeah. I wrote about it today. Uh, should be up on sportsnet.ca shortly. But just, you know, he's got a big decision to make here if he wants to be in Toronto long term, if he's going to max him out for money, if he wants to be in L.A., what are his priorities what are your thoughts on his decision, um, you know, over the this next month? Yeah, well, yeah, isn't that isn't that huge? Isn't that crazy? That's why that like five year deal is so nuts that he that you know a player of his caliber was able to not get you know tied in completely to to the max max term deal. So um, yeah, it puts him in a pretty tough spot to try to to get something done. Like, does he like Toronto? I imagine so. Does he like? playing with the guys he likes like everything we heard at the end of the year even though it was sad times was these guys really love each other and believe in each other so um is that going to be enough to get him to stick around what's up you know what's the price tag going to be like when it gets done and how aggressive is you know tree living going to be and you know courting him to stick around and, and and what the team might look like even you know next year so yeah i uh, i could see him you know me personally i could see him going to la that's, you know, you look down and you've got Kopitar aging as well. And, See, you know, you've got know you could have Matthews. I mean, that's looking pretty, just pretty slick out there in LA and, and, you know, can tree living do enough to get it done with, with the team and, and have them stick around will be the main question. How many years did they get out of them again? Is it like another five-year deal? I could see that happening. Just the mere fact after six seasons, a guy like you, who's, played the game or, you know, a little bit, you hear things here and there that others don't. The mere fact to me that you have to ask that question, if he likes it here, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. that, and, and then insinuating, well, there might be a number that will make me like it here. And yeah, all of that's, that's a fact, that's, but it's gotta be incredibly concerning for Brad tree living that you, you don't like oh. it here until we give you a number that you like it here. And I get it. I get business. I get money, but I also get these guys sometimes can't have their cake and eat it too in terms of the money yeah. that you want and our chances of winning. Well, I think you'll we'll find out, right? I think we'll find out. There's no question that that is a hundred percent. Like, how bad do you want to win? You know, like I, I even like you know Sid's contract when he signed that years ago and him and Gino signed those big deals. And at the time it was like Kane and Tave signed those big deals as those, those big duos. Um, and you know, what kind of percentage it was towards the cap of your team and kind of hitting those marks. And, you know, as the caps risen, you know, now they're looking like pretty good deals and um, you know, they look like pretty good deals as it went on. Like, how does that factor into, you know, what you're, what you're trying to do and, and, and winning and, um, you know, the team that you want to be on. So I think, I think this will be huge. I think we'll, we'll find out where that number's at. Cause there's no question he's going to get massive money. It's just like, it's going to come down to, does he want to be there or not? That'll be the thing. Give, give me a number that you'd like to see on a, say a, a three-year deal. If, if he wants short term, how, how high are you willing to go before we let you go? Yeah. What would that be? Jeez. 13, 13 and a 13, 13.5. Okay. All right. Is that doable? And you, 14, is 14 a breaker? A deal breaker, 14 times three? Do I hear 14, five, 14, five? Can I get 15, 15? Do I see 15, 15 in the Sold. back? Sold. <laughs>
yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't on a three-year deal. Like, that sounds pretty good. All right. Well, listen, uh, people still think you're signing the 60-goal scorer, MVP type of guy. I know it was an underwhelming year for him, but I'm sure Judd, his agent, is going to be trying to sign the MVP 60-goal scorer. Oh, Judd will be all over me, hey? Judd will be, oh, why did you say 15? Why did... <laughs> You're getting a Judd text after this? <laughs> yeah, possibly the Judd text will be coming. What a beauty. Oh, Judd's in I'll for say a this, old boy. nice commission. The Battle of PA is alive and well. Boys, right. the Battle of PA. Yeah. My brother just got uh, got hired as the uh, director of player development for the Flyers. I so saw that. He'll be Daniel Bear named yep. his brother. Director. Yep. So Who's my, your brother? Riley. You know? Riles. Oh, okay. Riley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Riles. I actually, actually didn't I know you guys were brothers. So when I had my little first ever stint at Sportsnet. Yeah, he was he was hanging out with me and Kip. Oh my gosh. I'm like, can you get your brother away from me, please? <laughs> please. Can you get and now he's running the flyers with Briere. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, he's grinded. He's done good. He's done good. So oh, you sure he's has. alive and well now. Good. I'm proud of him. I'm All proud right. of him. We're yep. proud of you for coming on our show all season long, pal. Thanks for doing it. Yep. Thanks, you guys are the best. Check right. out Borny's article. Check out <laughs> Thanks, Borny's <pal>. article <laughs> on sportsnet.ca. Let's go. Let's go. That's my my man. Thanks, Colbs. Colby Armstrong. So uh, give us a little bit of a tidbit on uh, or just a little sample of uh, your article today. It was, you know, putting a list together of what your priorities are when you're a player and what you would consider and how – we have a pretty good idea of what is at the top of McDavid's list and McKinnon's list, and we just don't know what's at the top of Matthew's list. We don't. No. And so to hey. me, it's he is going to reveal to us what his priorities are, and that decision will affect not, how not, he's viewed not, for not, all yeah, eternity yeah, in I Toronto. I don't know if we'll – I wrote Thursday in my article on Austin that, you know, he's, he's far away uh, – a hard guy to read. Yeah, he is. And I don't know if we'll ever get true answers on we will. what makes him tick. Because you're not what you say, you're what you do. And so what he does is going to tell us what he is. And so if he stays here in Toronto on a cheap deal and wants to win, I think it's pretty clear that that winning stuff is real. And that is a priority. I, I did that get, is important. I did get into this a little bit on, on my article as well, is that, um, and I'm going to throw this out to you both, Sammy, I want to hear your answer, so think. He's calling Doug. You got Doug? I'm just talking to Doug. Hold okay. On. All right. Uh, I'll go to you uh, then gonna before you we go on. to Mac. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If Austin Matthews mm. goes, all right, I got Doug McLean here, and I'll throw this out to, to Mac too, And uh, but I want to hear your answer first, so hold on there, Mac. If, if Austin goes the same route as Matthew Kachuk, mm-hmm. open and honest, yeah. and says, listen, I'm not signing here long-term, try to get – what you can for me, I want to go back home. If he pulls the exact same thing, will he get the same? Um, will he get the same admiration that Matthew Kachuk had for being open and honest, or will he get ripped? I think. Well, he'll get a little bit of both because people are polar. But I think it depends what Tree Living would get back for him. 
Like, if they were happy in Calgary, they were like, ah, we got a guy with 115 points, and we got a D-man, and we got a first-rounder. If that happened in Toronto, he might not get ripped. If he gets a bad deal, probably affects how people view him. I want to get Sammy McKee, uh, uh, president of Leaf Nation, on that. <laughs> but let's get Doug McLean involved here on uh, Off the Rails Friday. Mac, thanks for coming on. I want to ask you the same question. Uh, is there a chance that Austin takes the Matthew Kachuk uh, playbook? You know, there's a chance. I mean, he keeps saying he wants to be in Toronto. Uh, you know, I, I and I, your friend Mr. Bourne there is probably accurate, but how are the how, how do you get a fair deal for one of the premier players in the game? You don't get one. So you're dreaming, Bourne. Yeah. La la land on that <laughs> one. You think you're getting I back a say, couple of pucks or what? Say, well, you, you you might get Logan Cooley, and you know, I mean, who are you getting? Come on, who 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 are they going to give you? Well, it depends where he goes, obviously. So I think it's really hard for the GM. Col- Colby's isn't it through. the history of the game? Isn't it the history of the game that whoever gets the best player in the trade wins the trade? Don't yeah. tell me Uberdo was close to Matthew Kachuk in that deal. And Weger, come on. Okay, um, Colby threw out the LA Kings moments ago as a possible destination for Austin Matthews. If you were able to do something with Gabe Velarde, a first rounder and uh, a defenseman, Mikey Anderson. Boo. No. Boo. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. You're Those not, are three you're... good pieces for a guy that you could walk out the door 12 months later for nothing. Oh, but it, it, the problem is, Nick, it comes back to the same thing. It, it, who's the best player? Who, who's the best player? Probably These not Mikey Anderson. To make. Go, back, go back to the Lindros trade. Go back to the Lindros trade. Okay? Yeah. What, 15 million? 15 million, uh, Forsberg, and on and on. Three first-round picks, and on and on and on and on. Mac, it was, it, you know. There so was, this is this is this is a, this is one of the top three forwards in the game, Austin Matthews. You're not getting a fair deal, boys. Trust me, you're not. All right. You're going to get ripped. I, I I don't disagree with you for one second. Yeah, so thanks. you know, I know it's impossible to guess what his priorities are, but how much do you think it affects what the Leafs do? Like, do you think if he takes fourteen million, that means they can't keep Marner or or Nylander, or do you think that those guys are they're going to find a way to keep all these guys? How do, what are the dominoes of a Matthews deal? It, it, it's tremendous dominoes because it, it's you know it, it it's the same for every team. You take a look at your top four paid players in the in your franchise, and you say, okay, where are those top four players' numbers? Okay, so you look at Toronto, Colorado, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Florida, Boston, whoever you want to look at, top four players. If they're over $34 million, you're in trouble to build a team around them. You really are. And, you know, the Leafs are at 42 right now or so in that range. You, you, you go, if you go to 46, how do, how do you ever build a team around them? That, that's the problem Dubas had. Dubas tried for three, four years to put a supporting cast around, and he wasn't successful doing it. How do you put a supporting cast around it? You know, that's your challenge. 
And right now, you know, you look at all those teams, Toronto's in the worst shape of any of them. So what's and they're all contenders. So just envision yourself being Brad Tree living now and, and knocking on the door in Arizona at their house and saying, uh, what's your number or what is also what is Brad's number? What is the number that says yes? And what's the number where you walk away from it, Mac? I, well, I, uh, that's that's the biggest challenge Brad Tree Living is faced with. And I'm telling you one thing. I'm telling you right now, I'm glad it's Tree Living doing it because he's got experience and he's a reputable guy and people in the business trust him. Okay, so that's the number one thing. I'm giving... Uh, give Tree full marks. So he will be a guy that will do everything he can to make this happen. So I don't know what the number is, Nick. Is, is, if it's 14, what what do you do? How do you build your team unless you're going to pay him 14 and you're going to move Marner, Nylander, or one of the others? That, that's that's If you're going to pay him 14, you can't keep everybody. It's impossible. Do you think if he unless were a free the, agent? Unless the cap, unless the cap, unless the cap goes not much the, higher not than Not next it year. Um, no, not next year. Yeah. Not next year. But or, or the year after, the possibly. If it does, it might go up possibly. three or four. Yep. But he'll eat it all. Yeah. Do you think if he but were a free agent, you. anyone would... So 20% of max salary cap, uh, 83.5 is 16.7 million? Yeah, I don't think anybody can go there. I don't think they can anymore, guys. I mean, I'm, I, I, I just... I'm, I'm, look, I'm listening to what's going on in Ottawa with the Brinkett. Okay? I'm, I'm, I followed that today. Okay. What do you do there, guys? You you look at their top four. Tuchuk, Stutzel, Norris, and they got a stud coming that's going to be up for a contract in a year's time, Sanderson. And they very easily could get those four guys done at 33-plus million, okay? And I put that group of four, as young as they are, and the term they have on them, up against any of the other teams, including Boston, Florida, Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado, for potential. For potential. So you cannot let yourself get into a Toronto Maple Leaf situation that has plagued them for a couple of years now. You, you can't, can't do it. Yeah, but you can't also let him walk out the door because he gave up a first, a second, and a third, I think. Did you not? No, no, yeah. you can't let him. But but you can phone Carolina, who is looking for a score after going out four straight and couldn't score a goal in the playoffs. I know they got Sveshnikov, but is a big, the Brinkett's a good player. So you've got to work every which way to get them on turn for a lot, le- uh, quite a bit less money than the nine. You can take them to arbitration and get some down. But if you get into that with your fifth guy there making that kind of money, then you got Batherson at five. I mean, you, you get into a situation you can't build your team, and you need a number one goalie, and you need a, def- a top four defenseman probably, or at least a five. You know, it's hard to build a team, boys. Dubas couldn't do it, and he's the smartest guy. He's the smartest general manager that I've ever listened about in the last two days. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. <laughs> he couldn't do it. And yet he is he's the new Sam Pollock, and he hasn't hardly won a playoff round. Sam Pollock won nine Stanley Cups. He's won one playoff. I talked to a GM today, and the guy said, like, Doug, what, what is going on here? He never won in the OHL. He's won one round in nine years with the Leafs. And he's, you think the God of Sam Pollock we're talking about. Anyway, well, and he, I like Kyle. I like him. 
The guy who's very popular with people like yourself, Doug, uh, Brad Tree Living, is, uh, has been hired here now. What do you think his situation with the coaches here in Toronto? Uh, how, many he, playoff rounds has he, how many playoff rounds has he won in the playoffs in the last five, seven years? I thought that was a worthwhile years. conversation to have, too. We were, we were going to get there, but I what are your thoughts? Even. Aren't they even? They, both, they and, both won one game in the second round. Right. No further. Okay, so yeah. they're even then. Going in, they're even. Is he going to fire what or hire the saying? coach? What do you think? I I think I got a funny feeling Keith survives. Uh, you know, I you know I, I you know what I was thinking about today. Where would the Leafs have been the last couple of years? I know Babcock said some nasty things about Mariner, and he got get some you know he got mad. I got mad at him in Detroit. But where would they have been with Babcock in the playoffs in these series, the Montreal series, the Toronto? You know, where where would they have been? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Keith's done a pretty good regular season job. There's no denying that. I, I, I think he's a pretty good young coach, but um, I think it's time for a change. Matthew. I think the boys. I think the boys have got to grow up and say, "Okay, put your big panties on and let's let's get ready for some real battles here." That's what I think they need. Uh, but anyway. What's out there that's available? Peter Laviolette has been linked to the Rangers. Like, would you like to see? Laviolette try to close out this roster to try to win a Stanley Cup. I think you need, I think you need a coach that's uh, that's that's won some games. You know, I was thinking today. I mean, Edmonton are winning by four goals, and Nurse goes on the ice after him and Petroangelo have been battling, and they lose him for a game, and it may have cost them a series. I know their goaltending wasn't good enough, but it may have cost them a series. You need big time experience, and I I don't think they have enough behind the bench to win. And they're still going to be in the window next year of the Leafs. They're still going to be in the window to win. Listen, I know this. They're going to be one of the better teams going into the playoffs. I know you're a little, you know, Gerard Gallant's a buddy of yours. We get all of that, but um, you know, a guy that has had success, including a, a Stanley Cup final. Uh, I know the longevity hasn't been there, but could he come in short term and have an effect? I know he's been linked to Calgary, I think, Toronto. You know, I, I, I get such a charge out of the Rangers. I said, like, that he goes to the conference final last year and lose to Tampa Bay, you know, in a tough, hard-fought series. And this year, uh, according to Drury, he, he can't do X and O's on the bench. Like, come on. I, I know X and O's on the bench. Don't tell me he can't do X and O's and make adjustments in-game. It's a bunch of BS. It's an excuse that people throw out there when they got to fire a coach, okay? So I'm not buying it. Yeah, he, he's a guy that he's an experienced guy. He's been nine years as a head coach in the NHL. He's an experienced guy. He's, a, he's him and Laviolette, somebody, somebody that's had a chance to get to the final. I mean, he's been a conference final and a Stanley Cup final. With, with pretty average teams, and he had a good run also in uh, in Florida. So, you know what? I, I think he's a name that should be in the mix for sure. All right, we're going to let you go, bud. Summer, uh, summer hey. hours. You don't have to work uh, twice as hard on our show with summer hours. I didn't even give Bourne a chance to talk today. I, t- I shot my mouth off way too much. I apologize for that. You know? <laughs> no, it's okay. We love having well, you. Know, I'm happy trying, to take a day off. Trying. I was trying to make Sammy and Bourne feel better about <laughs> Kyle leaving, and I don't know if I accomplished that. Listen, you know, because I know they're devastated. When when you speak of Kyle, morning, when you when you speak of Kyle, and then end your 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 rant with, but I like Kyle. 
What do you like with people that you don't like? Oh, I'm vicious. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to start on a couple I no, don't like? Do no, you no, you're done. That? You're done. You're <laughs> done. We'll do a whole show of that one day. We'll have you on and just airing of grievances you're with done. Doug McLean. Mac, thanks for doing this. Take care, boys. Thanks, right. Mac. Bye. Bye. Okay, I just want to come back to Sammy before we go to break here. Austin Matthews tells Brad Tree Living the same thing Matthew Kachuk. How is that? How do you, are you, what does that do for you, Sammy, and, and a bunch of your buddies? I think, Bourne, you mentioned return, right? Which would, is not in Matthew's control, of no, course, but relevant I think to fans. The perception of the type of player they traded for, um, the amount of capital they got back, where he went. Like, there's a lot of stuff that plays into it. But okay. I think ultimately, if you gave them the warning and they got a good return and they were able to sort of get, you know, it's going to be quarters on the dollar in terms of return trading Austin Matthews. But you're able to get that. Velarde. I threw out Velarde. I hate this Mikey deal. Mikey Anderson. Oh, my God. Mikey whoa, Anderson, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. a first rounder, and Byfield. Oh. No. I don't think you mentioned Byfield the first time. No, you did I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm including like, four pieces. Four pieces, including not, a top three pick. I'm not ready to have this conversation. <laughs> He's not emotionally there. No, no, I did. I, 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 the first I, time he did it, you said Velarde. Right. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was missing a piece. Yeah. Kipper, uh, leave the fake trades to me, pal. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll cook. I'll get my lab. Did, did I intrigue you a little bit more with Byfield? Well, yeah, it is more intriguing because now you have a giant centerman that you know is has young to, and has, has potential to, and have to bring a centerman back. Yeah. You know that's that does change things, but no, I I mean I still want Matthews in this bring, scenario. Okay, but. bring Sean Dersey home, let him, you know, after he got booed bring for getting enough of after, Dersey. after getting booed for getting slashed in the head by Pierre Engvall, after getting booed mercilessly by his home crowd. I'm, I'm coming sure he's home. a great guy. I'm coming but home. Not a needle mover. Bring home Dersey. Thirteen and a half times three. You're okay with? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am for sure. I don't. You know, I just want more term. I'm also okay with eight, 15 times eight. 15 times I'll, eight. I'll tell you what I'm it's, not. It's funny because I, I, yeah. Pay like, him whatever he wants. I, I, I'll tell you what I'm not okay with. All right. I'm excited. I'm not okay that you jump to 13-5 when the captain of the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup and he only went up 100000 more than the highest paid player. Yeah. That's, I got a problem with a guy jumping out of Toronto a million dollars when a guy actually led his team and did everything you asked him to, only went to 12-6. And by the way, uh, McKinnon has finished second for the heart twice, third for the heart once. I voted for him to win the heart twice. So He's, when, an, he's a guy. Whether you're Judd or in, Austin, equal or how higher. can you look me in the eye? And say that you want to go to 13-5 when McKinnon's at 12-6 on a brand new deal. Because I'll tell you how. Delivering the cup. It's really easy because he took a dumb deal. He shorted himself millions of dollars. He's worth so much more than that. If that guy wants to take a dumb deal, don't make it relevant to my client's deal. We got to go to break here soon, but... I will say. You're not allowed to tell me things that changed my mind, by the way. <laughs> but what about, You're not allowed. But what about, like, just think about the perception Matthews would have 
if he, you know, if he was a hero among heroes like David Pasternak for taking $11 million, what a discount. If he took a quote-unquote Kipper discount and took $12 million for five years or something, he would be, they would shower roses on him and he would be talked about as this, oh, what a guy for taking what less money. What a team guy. 100%. So it's like, how rich do you need to be? Yeah, he's probably made $70 million. Like, do you need to be uh, like... This season. Like, what are you trying to be? 65. What do you care about? Do you care about your perception and winning, or do you care about money? That's, That's what, it comes what my down. whole article is. It's okay. probably right. live. I mean, you, Brad Tree Living needs Sammy to go knock on his door yeah. no, he in doesn't. Arizona. No, he doesn't. Because I'll just, I'll, if I'm in Arizona, I'll be cracking beers. I'll be like, ah, whatever you want, Austin. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit the range. Well, Austin just has visions of himself rollerblading down the boardwalk. And uh, who, who's, the, who's the character in Hoosiers who took over the team? You know what? I'm not a big no, uh, Hoosiers aficionado. I have maybe watched it once in many, many years. I've never seen Hoosiers. He's he's a uh, sorry. Oh, I can't remember the character, but that would be you. That, well, okay. On that trip, Sammy have, fits the mold. I have no perception. Okay, of that we need to go to break. Yeah, we're gonna get some playoff picks coming back. You heard Sammy, real Kipper and born after these words. The best Blue Jays show out there. Period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Can I hear a promo calling us the most opinionated? Is that, is that, is that you? <laughs> I don't know if you that's know, my like role in this keep show. My opinions to myself. <laughs> yeah. I've never I've never really heard a lot of opinions on this show. All right, Sammy, let her rip. Playoff All picks. Right, time for playoff picks. Um presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Now, still no hockey. Oh, great. Tomorrow is hockey. Yay! Hooray! Although I shouldn't say there's a great, great OHL game on tonight, which you cannot bet on on Bet365. But it's a high-powered Seattle Thunderbirds with, I think, nine first-round picks on their team versus the Peterborough Peets, the pesky Peets. Be a great game. 10 p.m. puck drop. I know Borne will be staying up for that one. <laughs> um, but before the this year's NHL uh, gets started, the final, I noticed that on um, Bet365, you can bet on who next year's Stanley Cup finalist will, winner will be. That is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. What do we got? So who do you think is the favorite? The cup favorites for next year, the Boston Bruins. How can they do that? Colorado. Colorado. Correct. Colorado is the favorite. Plus 800. With La- no Landis Cog. I guess. Think about that. He's missing a whole year? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And you think. Yeah. Is I- it, what is the number? I totally made that you're, up. You're right. No way. Yeah. And coming in second... Oh, not the Leafs. <laughs> it's, the Leafs. You, it's the Leafs plus would you, 900. Would you really put money on Colorado right now for next year? Not a chance. Oh my who God. would? I, I, don't, like, I don't know who bets on these. I think it's hilarious that they put them up. I think the idea is that if you're looking deep into the middle of the pack and you think there's a team that's going to add a bunch at free agency, you think they're going to be aggressive, but they still have long odds, maybe you could get in before yeah, the number like changes Pitt, a like lot. Like Pittsburgh or something, they were way down the list. I think, But they, it would be insane because you're yeah. going to get Colorado at plus 800 at the start of the year. Yeah, and then uh, would you care to, Kipper, give me a couple bucks to put on the least to win the cup next year, 9-1? to one? 
I'm going to guess you're not going to find any VCs in this audience here willing to uh, back five that. Five bucks. Uh, Edmonton is also nine to one. So there you go. No, thanks. How much money would you have made if you went Florida, like a November, lot. December? Like what, what, what would those odds, well, what would those numbers been? We not only shoveled shovelfuls of dirt onto their casket uh, by December, I think we had it fully buried. We I, had to dig it back up. I bet you, I bet you when they were down, when we were talking about their pick, their Sherratt pick potentially being the first overall pick, I bet you, you could have got them 80, 90 to one. And how about the Penguins just needed to beat the Blackhawks on a Tuesday in April and to this, eliminate And we would them. never have been here. And they couldn't do it. And now the Panthers might win the cup. It's crazy. What a sport. And the Leafs, and the Leafs could have been playing Pittsburgh. You got a chip and a chair, you got a chance. All right. And the next thing I have uh, is I brought it up with you yesterday. The five goals in the series. Uh, you can bet on someone to score three goals in the series. Now we're talking. So uh, the favorites, obviously, are... Um, let me just pick it up here. Uh, Give me Mark Stone. Score three-plus goals in the series. Matthew Kachuk is minus 140. Jack Eichel, minus 120. Carter Verhage, minus 110. Okay. Jonathan Marshall, plus 110. Your boy, Mark Stone, plus 180. So there Three. you go. Those plus are the favorites. 80, Give me some numbers on the series. Game... Championship team. Uh, Vegas in five. I'm saying Vegas in five for my boys on the zigzags who will be at a Stanley Cup party if that happens. So I'll have to in go Vegas, Florida. Yeah. You're picking Florida, yeah. Seven. I would Ooh. like to clarify that my pick is not about not believing in Florida versus Vegas. It's that I think the goaltending is going to turn back into a pumpkin. All the way. Yeah, full pumpkin. Really? I just, it's... He's never had a sustained run, and he was hot. He was hot. He was hot. You know, you make it every putt on the course. You go two days later after whatever, and it's just not there. Yeah. After, just the, been... after the putter Gordo gave me. I never miss, boys. And that was Playoff <laughs> Picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Tremendous Cinderella year. Yeah. And I just thought, like, wasn't it uh, St. Louis, their run? They were in last place in yeah. Christmas. Yeah. It's starting to happen a little more often now, guys. God, just haven't played it so long. I know, I know. It's just such Starting a Starting to see teams, like, just get in. Just get in, get hot, get your goalie ready, yeah. and roll the dice, baby. Florida's never been healthier. They've played, like, nine games in the past month. All right, time to go, says Derek Brandale. Our thanks to Colby Armstrong and Doug McClain off the rails Friday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. Give us a rating and review if you get a chance or a thumbs up. Stay safe, everybody.